Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Love Offering Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Adams, and today's guest is Rebecca Lynn. Rebecca is on the show today talking about how a little sacrifice goes a long way based on my devotional, A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. Rebecca is the author of Proud Police Wife. She is the mother of three, has a master's degree in education, is a former elementary school teacher, and is a proud wife to a veteran law enforcement officer. She explains how when your husband is a police officer, you experience unique challenges and fears that others may not understand and how every day is a sacrifice. Tune in to discover how a little sacrifice goes a long way. Hello, Rebecca, and welcome to the Love Offering Podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much, Rachel, for having me on. I'm so excited. Today's conversation is all about how a little sacrifice goes a long way. And as we mentioned, you are a police wife and founder of the popular blog and social channels, Proud Police Wife, where you reach tens of thousands of law enforcement spouses every month. And when I think of law enforcement, military and emergency workers, courage and sacrifice first come to my mind. So as we begin, what has life been like for your husband as a police officer? So my husband's been in law enforcement now for just over 16 years. He had a 16 year anniversary in November and, you know, it is, um, definitely a large sacrifice and I look up to him greatly. And I know our children do too. We have three young children and, um, I see daily how much he just shows up and shows up for our community and shows up for his brothers and sisters in law enforcement. And I think, um, you know, we always take a look back and realize at how much this profession um, has really been um, just a stepping stone for growing our faith and has taught us so much that, yes, there are sacrifices and there are challenges associated with this job, but there's also so many blessings associated with um, him having a career in law enforcement. And it's led me on the path to be able to um, serve and have this ministry to help law enforcement families as well. And I think, um, honestly, we're so grateful that we can get through this together. We have a strong marriage and um, it didn't always, you know, it did, we didn't just wake up one day and it's strong. It's, you know, parts of his career have honestly helped us to really look at things differently. It really has given us a different perspective and given him a different perspective. And I learned from that because um, the way that he sees the world and you might hear other, if you ever talk to other law enforcement families, um, the way that law enforcement officers see the world is almost different than how um, normal day-to-day -day people see the world. And this may be true for other first responders and military as well. Um, but they almost have a cynical outlook on life because they see the worst of every situation. So they, when they assess things about um, their relationships or assess things just in day-to-day -day life, they look at the negative first. They look at the, what could go wrong first. And so while that sounds bad, um, it's just one of the things associated with, um, you know, this lifestyle. And however, it's really given us a perspective on um, what, like how we need to value things and how we want to judge certain situations. And, um, I know that I can sort of be the backbone to another perspective, if you will, like I can come to him and say, well, 
I know you see that side, but this is the side that I see. And so we can sort of meet somewhere in the middle. Like there's not, you know, that extreme. Um, and so he's really taught me how to um, focus on things in a different way that I don't know that I would have ever seen before. Um, and then also he's really helped to, I don't want to say that I was, I, I was never a clingy person. I was independent by nature, but he's, him and his career have taught me um, to really sort of just try things on my own that maybe I never would have. And so they can't always come home and, you know, if the dishwasher's broken and help come fix it or, you know, schedule somebody at that moment because they're dealing with emergencies. And so um, we've, you know, just gone through so many situations where I've been like, all right, you know what? I know that he would be okay and have my blessing if I, you know, YouTube this all the way. He's not going to get mad at me if I royally mess up the washing machine and we're just going to go for it. And so there's little things like that, that um, I never thought that this um, profession and him being in this profession would teach us. But, um, you know, he has learned so many things walking through this lifestyle that um, he's in turn kind of taught me and our marriage and, and our kids. So, um, but he is such a uh, wonderful person that has such a servant servant heart that um, cares so deeply about um, his community. And I think too, that's one thing that maybe the rest of the world doesn't really realize or see so much. And so it's so important to point that out because when I talk with law enforcement families every single day, that's one characteristic that we all say that our spouse has this um, heart for service and, and heart to help others. And I think we'll talk about that later too, when we talk about um, like, you know, sacrifice and sacrificial love. But um, that is one thing that has always stood out to me about my husband. It's so insightful. You know, we see these men and women serving, but then like to get an inside peek into the lives and what they're really thinking and feeling. Um, and, you know, as, as a spouse to a police officer, you've sacrificed too, and you've had to be courageous as well. I mean, every time he's away, I imagine like a little bit of your heart feels like it's, it's gone with him too, until you see him and he comes right. home safely again. So I'd love to hear how this has proven true for you in your own life about sacrifice and courage. Definitely. And when you said that, you know, we have to watch them walk away, I actually got teary eyed because, you know, I, he goes to work, I do my own thing. I work and, you know, take care of the kids too. And, you know, all of those things, but truthfully, when they walk out the door, um, and I know this range true for so many law enforcement families. Um, and most of them I would venture to say is, we say goodbye like it could be our last. And I know that sounds sort of dramatic, but it's true. And when they walk out that door, we are so careful to, um, you know, say, I love you and say um, meaningful things when they walk out that door, because we know that um, they, we don't know what they're going to encounter on the job. They don't know. And, you know, it's, we can all relate to that in some way, I think, because we have no idea when our time on earth will end. However, it seems to be more um, just in the forefront of our minds as law enforcement families, because we hear of officers or we know of officers that have been injured on the job or unfortunately lost in the line of duty. And so we just don't know what they're going to encounter. And so, 
it's really important that um, we we say those words and, and we're very careful. Another thing that um, I think has been a, I don't want to say a challenge, but it sort of has is, you know, sometimes like we will, um, you know, uh, say goodbye to our loved one. And maybe moments before we uh, got in a small argument or we said things we don't mean, I think we can all relate to that in a relationship. And, but you really um, have those words sort of stuck in your mind if they're going now to a career where they are um, encountering dangerous things. And I think to myself, like, you know, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. And those were like early on in his career, but just sort of learning, um, you know, what is really important here. Like they are um, sacrificing so much. And I think I can sacrifice not saying these little words or, or, being annoyed that he didn't take the trash out real quick when he has on his mind calls that he went through the past couple of days. And that's not relieving him from like, you know, daily household chores, but do I need to bring it up in this moment? No, probably not. Um, and then just as a family um, and as a spouse, um, some of the sacrifices that I didn't realize would have to be made are I think things that fit this sort of nine to five mold, our society is built on this nine to five life and our lives are so opposite of that. And so there are times where my husband works during their day. There are times where my husband works nights, evenings, and I have no idea when he's going to get home. And so um, I sort of had to grieve sort of this nine to five, um, these nine to five values that I thought would happen in our marriage or with our family because you see them on TV or because I experienced them as a kid because my family wasn't a first responder family and I didn't have experience with it. And some examples of that are like having dinner together every night um, or sleeping in the same bed. And, and those are things that you see other families do all the same time, all the time, but we only have dinner together twice a week. The rest of the time my husband is working. And so those were things that I really had to mourn and um, that may sound silly, but I kind of pictured that our relationship would have those things that we could sit around the dinner table and hear about our kids day at school and um, kind of recap from the day, but we don't get that. We had to find other ways to be meaningful with our time. And that was hard for me to realize that, you know, we can still be meaningful and we can still have these discussions. It just doesn't have to be at the dinner table every night. And sleeping in the same bed, like there are many nights I go to bed alone and he's coming home at five or six and six o'clock in the morning. And then he's going to sleep and I'm getting up. And so that can be lonely, um, you know, not having your spouse there next to you or not um, having that, you know, that closeness that I think we all desire. And so we have to find other ways to be close. And a lot of times too, um, our time together is not in like a weekend off, or it might not be large chunks of time that other families get. And when I say large, I mean like an entire day off. Um, ours can just be two hours or what do, What can we do with, you know, this morning time? So for us, we might have breakfast together instead of dinner. And so we really had to um, figure out what worked, but those I felt like were definitely sacrifices that I didn't anticipate that I would have to make with his job. 
Yeah, I would never have thought. I just keep thinking I need to say thank you to every police officer and an emergency worker and military. It just gives you such a new, fresh appreciation for what you all are going through as a family. And, you know, you mentioned you have three children together. And so obviously your children have had to sacrifice as well. And I'm just thinking, I don't know what your children are involved in, but I'd never even had thought about that nine to five way that our society and culture is set up and how most like ball games and um, children's like award ceremonies and after school activities like that, you know, that likely it's probably hard for your husband to make those things. So I'd I'd love for you just to give us some insight into your children's lives um, as being children of a police officer. Absolutely. So I will say that, I mean, my, my kids are ages um, 10, 8, and 6, and as time has gone on, it's gotten a little bit easier because they can understand a little bit more. I can explain things to them, and it's and it's a little bit more understanding, but we still have times where they question or they don't understand why daddy can't be there, um, and that was recently, there was a school event and I could go during the day. Um, one of the reasons I love what I do is because my job is very flexible versus my husband's job is not. And so he tries to make it to as much as he can, but it just can't, you know, he can't just say, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of resting you. I need to leave and go to my kids event. Um, but my son, uh, when we got home had cried and he said, why was every daddy there except mine? And I said, I know buddy. I said, I know, you know, and we had that talk and we, you know, I explain, and I feel like a broken record. Sometimes I try to say things, you know, um, consistently so that it, it, um, hopefully, you know, be understanding for them. But at the same time, I try to word things differently sometimes too, just so they can get a different perspective. Um, but our, you know, law enforcement, um, spouses can't always be there for every event. That's hard for them. Another thing is too, is holidays. Um, or, you know, our loved ones work on a lot of different holidays and, I try to tell my kids to, and, and try to take a step back with them. And now that they're a little bit older, it's a little easier to explain it. But I try to say like, while it feels like we're the only ones going through this, where daddy has to work on Christmas, we're not. And, um, and I had, that was something I, mommy had to learn too, that there are, you know, military families, there's other first responder families, um, even doctors, you know, they work these schedules too. And while it feels like we're the only ones going through it, or not. And so I try to put that perspective in their mind that um, it's not as lonely as it might feel that there's other people going through this too. Um, because I don't want to put his job as a um, sort of like, we're the only ones going through this type of situation. Um, but you know, holidays is definitely a hard one for them sometimes, but we try to let them know that you know, it's about the de- the time that we have together, the memories that we can make, not the day that they're celebrated. Um, and so we talk about that over and over again, and we try to make, you know, the holidays still just as special. And I, I can say now that like specifically for my 10 year old, looking back when she was two and three and we had to have Christmas the day before, she doesn't remember. She, she remembers the memories, but she doesn't remember that we did it the day before. And so for anyone that might be experiencing that, no matter what profession it is, um, it, it's comforting, I think, to know that, um, it's the memories that they remember, not the, um, that their spouse or that their parent had to come home at two o'clock 
to celebrate instead of waking up with them Christmas morning or um, celebrating Thanksgiving five days later and, and things like that. So that's been the hardest for them. I will say my husband is so, so good at trying to be very involved in their sports. Excuse me. He it coaches my daughter's travel softball team. And there's other coaches there that thankfully, because it's a team of them, one other is also um, a, he's a, a lineman. And so he also can get called out. And so they really have each other's back. And so they will talk and say, Hey, I can't be there, but because there's four of them, they make it work. And so my husband is just so good at really trying to be present as much as he can. And, um, and he also tries to do things where he just takes one kid out and does something special. And so we try not to make promises with them and say things are going to happen on this day at this time, just because his schedule can be unpredictable. But what's really helped us is giving them that one-on-one -on -one time um, so that they do feel like, um, you know, daddy is, is trying. Yeah. Well, I'm even thinking like missing church and things like that, but yes. I, I would, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I assume, I mean, your husband's been a police officer who you said for 16 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. as much as everybody in your family has had to sacrifice, like it's all been worth it. You wouldn't yes. still be doing it. Right. I right, mean, like right. the sacrifice it has been worth it. Do you have anything to say on that? Sure. And, and I was going to comment on the church piece too, because I grew up going to church and I grew up thinking and feeling that going to church was the best way to have a relationship with God. And I, when I became, when my husband went into law enforcement and then I became a mother, I felt like this area of my life was tested a lot because my husband was working. And so it was me that was going to, you know, church services and, I will be honest, I dreaded taking my newborn or in a toddler into church alone and dropping them off at nursery and then hearing them cry. And I felt like I couldn't really enjoy the service or gain anything from the service. And so it was a time that I felt very frustrated, but it was also a time where I learned and had to truly realize that God is not in a building and God is a relationship and he is there, whether I'm present or not at church every single Sunday. And um, and now, you know, we even, I went to church a couple weekends ago with the kids, we actually switched churches and, um, it was such a blessing because as soon as I walk in, um, there was a, you know, woman that came up to me and I said, you know, oh, we're new here. We're just, you know, trying to find a new home church. And she was like, I did that too. My husband's a firefighter. And then boom, like we instantly mm -hmm. connected. And I was like, this is the place for me. And, and so just having someone else that can understand what you're going through. And I think too, what was hard is having to walk in and always explain, yes, my husband is working. Yes, I am still married. Yes, you know. Um, and so, and I think it's a true testament to kind of like what police wife like is like. Our lives many times go against that normal nine to five grain, like I had mentioned before. And it can be isolating when other people don't understand. And so, um, but, you know, I'm so grateful. Like this new church is so understanding, so welcoming. And, um, but, it, you know, so I just wanted to mention that too, because I felt like, um, it, it, we go through trials and sometimes we don't understand why we're going through them, but then we can look back and say, this is what I think God was, you know, teaching me. And, um, and that can be beautiful too. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so you, you've touched on maybe some like unique set, set unique sets of challenges and, and fears that you may have gone through. So how have you found peace and joy in the midst of these challenges and fears? Honestly, community has been a huge um, thing for me because knowing that, again, that I'm not the only one going through this. And it was one of the reasons that I started my website and started my social channels and things like that was because I wanted to help other spouses that may have gone through this. When I started writing, you know, articles for Proud Police Wife, there was nothing else like it. There was nothing else out there. Um, no one else that I saw, I searched Google high and low was really, I found a couple accounts, but it was not, no one was posting consistently and, or that wasn't all that they were sharing about. And so I just had it on my heart to really share what we were going through in hopes of helping somebody else. And all of a sudden, this community found me when I started sharing this. And so community has been huge for me. And um, I'm able to share things and um, be able to relate with other people. And so that's been huge, but then also just my faith. And knowing that um, I can share these burdens with God and um, he understands and he's always there. And so my faith has been huge and instrumental in navigating this lifestyle too. Well, that segues me perfectly to my next question for you, because in my devotional, a little goes a long way. I write about the ultimate act of sacrificial love when Jesus gave his life for us. So Jesus told us in John 15, 12 through 13, to love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. And, you know, it strikes me that men and women in law enforcement lay down their lives literally every single day for family and friends and strangers too. So yeah. they're just really willing to help anyone who has a need. And so where do you think this sacrificial love stems from for them? I think that's a great question. So, you know, most police officers, I would venture to say, have a love to help others and go into situations that they encounter wanting to strengthen or improve or help in some way. And I think that's a true testament to what God desires of us. The Lord wants our actions to really match our beliefs. And I do believe that police officers are born with that desire to serve. And we see this when they run into danger instead of most people run away, but they run towards it and they risk their lives to help someone else. And they choose again and again to sacrifice. And just like you said, we've been doing this 16 years, but we still choose. We're still going to choose this over and over again because it's worth helping people. And, and I think that's why you hear so many law enforcement families say that this is a calling, not just a job. This isn't just um, something that everybody feels that they can sign up for. And most police officers feel led um, to be in this pro profession. And I think that really stems from that sacrificial love to help and serve others. Yeah. I'm just thinking like, what a ministry too. I mean, when people are in such desperate need, usually then right. that's when they come and and that's when they come to, to help. And that's just such a beautiful thought. And, um, you know, I, I think, and I just want to be mindful that while Jesus doesn't intend for us to literally die for our friends, like in a literal right. sense, right. 
he does intend for us to lay aside our own selfish desires and put the needs of others first. And this may mean sacrificing our sleep and resources, our taste buds, our comfort, wish lists, hobbies, timelines, likes, dislikes, recognition, rewards, or other things that we might find hard to give up. So what has laying your life down for your friends looked like in your own life? And how would you suggest that we do the same? That's another great question. So honestly, I, I'm a person that I, um, love to sort of just when someone's in need, I may not be able to, you know, offer money or I may not be able to, um, fix the problem. But one thing that I can give personally is I feel like my time. So I might be able to, um, you know, come over and let your dogs out, or I'm going to offer babysitting. And a lot of times what my friends and I do, and they could be first responder families or not, is we'll trade childcare. And that's been a huge blessing. Like I can watch your kids while you, you know, get a breather and go to the grocery store and take a shower. And then whenever, whenever I need it, they will do that too. And so, um, I think, Time is a huge one too, because I may not have other things to give all the time, but we all have the same amount of time in every day. And I think it's just what we choose to actively choose to use that, how we use that time, excuse me. So time really seems to be um, a factor that has um, blessed me, but also blessed friendships that I'm in because um, we choose to be there for one another. And I think that says a lot too, like, um, someone said recently, oh, you know, I just have uh, something small for you at, you know, at church, it was like a card. And I'm like, but it's not small because out of all the people in the world, like you chose to take the time out to think of me and, and write this card. And so like, that means a lot. And so I think just for other people to know that someone is thinking of them and wants to give time. While it's a sacrifice, I think it's also a huge, huge blessing. So one of the questions that I used to ask in previous seasons is how can we be love offerings? And it really seems like applicable to kind of bring that back now based on our conversation today. So how do you think we can show our love and support for those who are serving so sacrificially, like tangibly? How can we, how can we love families like yours? Well, so it may seem very, very small, but for law enforcement officers, honestly, it means the world for them to just be told thank you. And it's something I think that we can all do. It doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't cost anything. Um, but there are so many times that my husband has been told, thank you for what you do. We appreciate you. And it literally carries him to the end of his shift because we have no idea what these officers saw maybe moments before. A lot of times it is very difficult things that they have encountered. And what I try to kind of remind people is that on a daily basis, police officers are seeing people in their worst moments a lot of times. And so, and to think that they see people in their worst day and day and day after day, and they still show up and they still want to come back and they still want to help and hopefully just be the good that someone else sees. And so if we take a step back and think about that, I think it's so important to say like, wow, I can say thank you. That's a really easy thing to do. And so um, I would encourage people to just say thank you, whether you see them, you know, at a restaurant or, um, you know, pumping gas, whatever it may be, just say thank you for your service. Um, because it, it means 
the world to them. Um, if you happen to encounter another law enforcement family, like at, at church or small group, um, wherever it may be, then um, I would just, again, you know, if they ever go through something, then offering to pray for them and to pray that, you know, they get Know, time together as a family, that their loved one comes home safely, and that you just recognize their sacrifice. If they are going through something, little things can make a really big difference. I know, um, you know, maybe they had a baby. It doesn't have to be something negative, but maybe they had a baby showing up and cutting their grass. Like that would be huge because I know, I remember when my husband, um, we had our first child, he could have a little bit of time off, but then he went into working like many, many, many days straight. And I couldn't go out and cut the grass at the time. So just having like a neighbor or a friend say, Hey, let me cut your grass or, or let me bring you a meal. Just those little things just mean so much to recognize that they might just not be able to, because my husband would be awake sometimes in the night. That's not acceptable to go out and cut your grass at that time. Um, so it's, it's, you know, to think about how their schedules are very different and they might not be able to do normal things like um, run to the grocery store when everybody else can or um, things like that. So just being active and realizing um, the sacrifices that they make and just kind of, you know, saying, hey, we really appreciate you. If you ever need something, let us know. Or just giving them their phone number to say, like, we, you know, moved last year and we had somebody down the street that um, came by, stopped and, you know, uh, welcomed us, you know, to, you know, our new town. And, and we don't live like in a neighborhood or anything, but it's nice to know in this small town that um, this one lady, we had mentioned that my husband was law enforcement. And she immediately gave me her phone number. And she's like, if you ever need something like at odd hours, or you have a sick kid and you need me to go pick up Pedialyte or whatever it is, um, you know, it's just nice that people are willing to um, just kind of come forward and say, thank you. We recognize you and we're here to help you. Sorry, that was a long-winded answer, but <laughs> no, it was also good. And it, and it, and for those that have been reading my devotional, you you mentioned and touched on so many, like a little bit of time. We can all give a little bit of time, a little bit of presence, a little gratitude to to somebody else, and maybe a little encouraging word or a little invitation. Like all right. of those things are things that don't cost money for the most part. Those are right. things that we can all do. But they, what I'm hearing you say is those things make a big difference. And so I just yeah. love um, every ounce of what you said. And so then this season, Rebecca, I'm asking all of my guests based on the theme of the devotion, um, how have you seen a little sacrifice go a long way in your own life? So honestly, um, you know, my kids and I, I feel like in any law enforcement family, I think can say this, um, we have sacrificed and it's not something I dwell on. I, I realize we make those sacrifices, but we're okay with making those sacrifices. But for my kids to step back and see that um, the, what we're instilling in them and, and those little nudges to, um, you know, have faith. And you know, I feel like we can plant that seed but we don't always know how that seed's going to grow, especially with, you know, faith and, and what we teach. And um, recently we were at um, my kid's school and my son got an award for citizen of the month. And it was like a character, you know, award. And um, we, you know, my husband and I and my dad went to the school to watch him get the award and stuff. 
but we have three kids in the school. And so we were astounded and absolutely blown away that almost every single adult that we encountered was coming up and saying, you're so-and-so's mom, you're so-and-so's parents. And um, we are, you know, so proud of them. They are so flexible and so adaptable. And I really honestly attribute that to this lifestyle because there are so many times we've had to make plans and reschedule and then reschedule again and then say, well, yes, daddy did call and say he was on his way home, but unfortunately there was an emergency. He was two minutes away. He's got to go back. But so they, it was just so wonderful to see because while it can be hard at home and we make those sacrifices at home and at home as parents, we can see, you know, we can see the tears or we can see the disappointment knowing that it's on the flip side, building character and teaching them things that are really hard for kids that are 10 and under to grasp and that they are out in the world demonstrating this when we had no idea. And so while those are sacrifices in our own life that um, are difficult sometimes, we can see that um, they do bring blessings too. I'm all teary. It was just ah. so touching the way you know, that God, God doesn't waste any of our experiences and he's molding us and shaping us. And some of the things that we, that we feel like maybe could be a negative in some ways that God is is shifting it into something positive. Um, And that was just such a beautiful reminder, even in my own life and my own parenting with my own children. So um, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And so I know Rebecca, I want to, (laughs) I know we're both looking at each other. I wish that's one of these days I may do a video podcast. I don't know, but audio audio for for now. So uh, Rebecca, I know I want to stay connected with you. I'm sure listeners are going to want to. So tell us um, how we can buy your book, how we can, for those even listening that maybe are police wives and want to get involved in your community um, just tell us how we can connect with you. Absolutely. So my book is called Proud Police Wife, as well as my website is proudpolicewife.com. You can find my book on Amazon, Target Online, um, Christian Books, Walmart, anywhere online. And it's Proud Police Wife 90 Devotions for Women Behind the Badge. And really it's, and it's going to resonate with any first responder um, spouse. It's not just for police wives and anyone that walks this lifestyle that um, deals with sacrifice is um, there are stories in there from my own personal life and um, um, scripture and action steps that can be applicable to anybody in this walk of life. Um, As well as even if you're a listener and you're not part of the first responder family, then um, even gifting the book to someone at your church and, um, or someone, you know, maybe you have a neighbor and just, I think it would really bring um, so much joy to them to know that there are other people out there that experience this and it doesn't always have to be negative. You can grow in this, um, you know, lifestyle and this, um, you know, walk of life with growing your faith with God as well. And so um, you can also find me um, on like Instagram and Facebook. It's proud on Instagram. It's proud P wife. And I have a podcast called the proud police wife podcast. Um, and anyone's also welcome to email me at info at proud And I'd be happy to talk with you. 
I just was thinking, you know, I'm not a police wife, but I imagine what a great gift that would be. We probably all know somebody that is serving in some kind of capacity like you've talked about today. And so what a beautiful gift to let them know that you care. So Rebecca, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being my guest, for giving us so much insight into the lives for women and men behind the badge. And thank you for helping us to believe a little sacrifice goes a long way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode with Rebecca Lynn. We hope that today encouraged you to believe that a little sacrifice goes a long way. This week, your little task is to consider how you can sacrificially love someone in your own life today. Write down the name of someone you can serve and schedule a time to make it happen. Pray for the strength and discipline to act selflessly and sacrificially toward that person. It could be considering somebody in your community that serves in law enforcement or a first responder. Consider thanking them today as well. If you're interested in show notes, you can head on over to at Rachel Adams author on Instagram or on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you there. I'd also love to connect with you over on rachelkadams.com. There you can subscribe to receive your weekly love offering newsletter and all of this information can go straight to your inbox each week. You can also listen to previous podcast episodes. You can read the blog series. You can purchase significant merch. You can download free resources and you can learn to leave a review for this podcast and for the A Little Goes a Long Way devotional. Next week, my guest is Kia Stevens. She's on the show talking about how a little forgiveness goes a long way. I can't wait to chat with you again then, but until then, I hope you have a terrific week, and as always, remember to lead with love. Thank you.